What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? This your man, Justin. We are back. We are back. We are back. Young, black, and married. YBM. We are back. What's going on? I know it's been forever since we've been in year, but we are here. We are back. And when I say we, I'm talking about myself and somebody truly, 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 truly special to me. This person is just been the most incredible person I've ever met within the past four years of being in a committed holy union with this person. She is just, um, what can I say about her? She's just, she's beautiful. She um, loves me very well. She respects me. She encourages me. She's um, everything that I could ask for and everything that um, (laughs) she's looking at me right now, too. She's all that and more. Um, She's great. Um, This is my wife, Ariel. She is here with me and we are doing this thing together. Hey, YBM people. My name's Ariel, and I had that lovely introduction by my husband. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. We are doing this thing together um, as a couple, as one one uh, couple. We're doing this as a couple, just me and her. Uh, kicking YBM back off uh, with a new season, new focus, new swag. Well, not too much of a new focus, but just coming from a different perspective, Earlier, it was just coming from all young, black, and married men, but now it's just coming from a young, black, and married couple. And, you know, just to, uh, just for, I guess, a reintroduction of what I'm trying to do, what we're trying to do with this thing, with this podcast, with this mission, and with this ministry, is just to encourage uh, marriages and relationships uh, to entertain, to educate, or edutain, if you will, and just um, just be honest and have a, um, a, a true, real conversation about um, life, being black, being young, being young and married, and what that looks like and what our perspective um, from being young, black, and married on certain things um, are or is, whatever the correct English term is. <laughs> so... Um, and we we expect for you to be what blessed, inspired, encouraged to keep advancing and moving as we advance and move as well. Just you know, pushing forward in life, growing, um, sharing love and life with other people. We're just expecting that. We're expecting you guys to really um, be impacted by this podcast and to be um, changed for the better. That is what we're expecting. Exactly, exactly. Um, we we just want people to be encouraged, ultimately. Oh, encouraged and just inspired and just um, possibly take away and learn something. Every time we get on here and share and talk uh, what, our, what we know, um, we don't know, uh, you know, everything, but we have a little wisdom. Um, we've been married for four years. We've seen and experienced some things. And uh, we're going to keep growing, and um, hopefully you will um, join us for that ride. So, first thing first, 
the top of our first segment, we like to start off every segment with a what? A wisdom word. A wisdom word. And our wisdom word for this first segment is... Knowledge can never be taken away. Um, Lots of things in life can be taken away, but those things that you acquire in your mind and your heart, those those are the things that can't be taken away. So build, grow, um, learn, gain knowledge. That's a very powerful tool. Yes. Yes, it is. Knowledge is um, knowledge is kind of like the 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 keys to power. It's not necessarily power because you actually have to do the legwork, you know. Um, it's kind of like the gas. So once you obtain this knowledge, because pe- some people have knowledge all day and they just sit on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you, um, if you're distributing that knowledge or actually applying it to your life or to others, right? That's when it becomes truly powerful. And um, so yeah, just like. I don't know, just like a weapon. Uh, a gun is just a gun itself, but it comes powerful when you actually put it to use. I'm um, sorry if that was a graphic, I don't know, <laughs> example, but yeah. So, segment one the story of how we got together. How we got together. Okay, how did we get together? I told her. I saw her at a grocery store and I said, hey, I like you. Do you like me? Let's get together. I think we will make a great family. Uh, No, that's not how we got together. This story is honestly so complicated that I'm we're four years in and I'm still like trying to figure out timelines because it's just really complicated. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. (laughs) So, um... I guess it's not much of a surprise, but we're from Memphis, Tennessee. Yes. And um, we both went to our local college, university here, um, U of M Tigers. Shout out Tigers. Woo-hoo. We did Tigers. Um, we did Tigers. And we were a part of this campus ministry called Campus Outreach. And we were doing like a mission trip slash kind of like growth trip in Orlando Mm -hmm. and uh, we actually didn't meet in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm -mm. We met while down in Orlando. Right. And what? Um, We were just cool. (laughs) How much of this story are we going to (laughs) tell? I don't know. Well, I guess just, I guess, I mean, it's just supposed to be how we met, I guess. I don't know. So I saw him for the first time down there. Um, I had been walking with the Lord for like 10 years, a dozen years previously, and he had just come to Christ and he was like fresh meat, man. I could just see it on him. And um, I, you know, I wasn't attracted to him at all, but it was like I acknowledged him. I saw him and I thought he was a cool brother. I thought he was he was cool. And it was pretty much that. It wasn't any romantic inclinations going on there at all. It was just, this is someone that came to Christ. I see him growing. It's encouraging. But that was pretty much it at the beginning, how we met. Keep going. Um, I'm trying to see how much of it you want me to tell. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) 
he was also in a relationship with someone else. That's correct. <laughs> and I remember um, talking with some of the women um, while I was down there or girls. We were young, young women. And I was like, oh, they're such a cute couple. I thought they were just so cute. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, he really likes her. And like, I just remember having that discussion. And um, but that's how far removed my heart was. It was there was nothing there, really. Yeah, she left the part out where she told uh, her friends that I was fine and that she uh, <laughs> wishes I was. She was that other girl, but I'm just kidding. Oh, but man. no, um, I guess to make a long story medium, um, after I guess what a year or two after that, um, I fell in like with her, deep like with her, and. Uh, we had a mutual good friend. <laughs> she kept it a secret um, for a while that I liked Ariel. And she kind of played like the liaison role of like, hey, mm-hmm. I don't think you should do this right now. Mm-hmm. Or you probably should do this right now. Or you should try this out. And um, she shout out to her. She knows mm-hmm. who she is. She's, mm-hmm. she's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's an awesome friend. Yes. And um, yeah. Um, so I guess you know much thanks to her um, I waited for pretty much an entire year to approach her and when I finally approached her it was it God ordained it was the right mm-hmm. season and right time to do that it was um, yeah it was just great everything, everything aligned beautifully and uh, yeah um, I remember a little bit before that, before he like approached me, I was talking with my grandmother one day and I was like, you know, grandma, I've always wanted to be married. I was like, grandma, I'm just, I really want to be married. And she said, well, have you prayed for the Lord to send you your husband? And I, and I said, you know, grandma, I haven't prayed those specific words because there was something in me that was still hesitant and, and f- frightened. I don't know, you know, cause it's a big step. But shortly after that conversation, I did start praying specifically like Lord send him. And um, it was so amazing because, like I said at the beginning, he had no place in my heart. Like we knew each other for years and there was no place, no like secret feelings or any of that on my part at all. But the Lord worked and moved over the span of some time and it was like the veil was lifted off of my eyes and I saw him for who he was and I saw his character and I saw his, his just attributes. And I was just like in love, but that was miraculous to me because it was years later after we met and I had gone through some things in life and the Lord showed me like, this is the type of man that would make an amazing husband. Like this is the type of man, a man that is, um, has character, a man that loves the Lord, a man that has led others, a man that has done ministry, a man that has been poured into and mentored and discipled and has done the same for other people. And, um, he had done so much for the Lord and had grown so much like from the time that I first met him to the time that I was like, yes, I'll, you know, be in a relationship with you. Like he had grown exponentially. It, it didn't even make sense. And um, and he was even he he even had more maturity than I did in a lot of ways. And that was crazy to me because I had been walking with the Lord for years. So um 
Yeah. It's like, I think the Lord definitely needed to do that with me because I'm so nosy and I was always trying to figure out who would be my husband, but the Lord had him literally under my nose for years and then didn't reveal it until the end. So I'm super thankful. I'm super appreciative. I love my husband. He's awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Um, I guess I'll throw my extra two cents in there, too. Um, so, yeah, before pretty much we got together, uh, um, I had been, you know, I guess, you know, what's the quotation marks, words, um, talking to different people and uh, just thinking uh, about other different people and just how my past was with other relationships. And I came to even stronger of attraction and liking for her because I just realized that she was actually a woman and she was she was already there um, I had never been with a real woman uh, men um, that are listening y'all know what I mean when I say that um, just her maturity her stance um, her spiritual maturity in Christ um, just who she was as a person and um, men we can just see potential too we can just see like okay alright she's gonna be a little girl for years or, or now she's a woman already and she's gonna do great things as of uh, who she is now so um, just seeing that in her was just just it was just like this is a no-brainer this is what I want she is fine and um, she has all that that I need um, which is more important than anything that I could necessarily want even though they align together so um yeah <laughs> that's a long story pretty short yeah yeah long story pretty short um <laughs> So, yeah. All right. That's the end of segment one of our new, brand new, coming back at your season of Young, Black, and Married. We're going to call this season renewed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to call it. I'm, I, I'll have it in the uh, description, but this is a brand new season of Young, Black, and Married. Um, we might just call it season one all over again because it's just been a rebirth and it's here to stay. <laughs> so, um, Yeah. That's the end of segment one. We'll catch you in a few minutes. Young, Black, and Married, sponsored by 2020 Sheet Productions. If you are in need of a photographer or videographer to capture your finest moments, Call 2020 Sheep Productions at 901-295-4835 or log on to 2020sheep.com to book an appointment now. 2020 Sheep Productions, meeting all of your visual needs, located in the tri-state area. Welcome back to Young, Black, and Mary. We're rolling into segment two. Before we do, we have a word of wisdom for the women. A good wife is her husband's pride and joy. Proverbs 12, 4. Wives, know that you are the joy of your husband. And of course, it says a good wife. It doesn't just say any type of wife. It says a good wife mm. is her husband's 
pride and joy. Um, so just be seeking out ways that you can be a good wife to your husband. Um, yeah. Word of wisdom to the ladies. Mm, that's a good word right there. That's a that's a that's a really good word right there. I like that. That's pretty cool. Cause you are definitely a good wife. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I receive that. You're funny. Um segment two. Year one struggles. We're going to give y'all all the little insight to uh, <laughs> our marriage, but I know other, um, well, I I know for a fact other couples <laughs> share the same uh, sentiments in their year one struggles of marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it is incredibly easy. Just kidding. <laughs> it is incredibly, it's incredibly what you make it. Mm. But um, nine times out of ten, it's hard because it's different you, for everyone. It, but it's, it is different for everyone. But it's hard because it's mainly it's, it's such an adjustment period because a lot of the times mm-hmm. you're, you're coming from such a life of independency and just depending on yourself. And not only you're in a relationship, but you're in a spiritual bond mm-hmm. of marriage. Mm-hmm. You're one body, you're like you, you become one and you're. Um, if you're doing it the right way, it's your first time living together mm. and you're operating with somebody else and you're seeing how they live on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, you see how they how, how they are when they wake up, see how they are when they go to sleep, how they have how they are when they have a bad day, a good day. Um, you know, all these different right. things. It's, it's just it's it's a huge huge learning curve it's basically what year one is all about um i think for the vast majority well to everybody and especially to us because um of course in any form of relationship whether it be uh you know, significant others or at a workplace or anything or just playing on a basketball team, you need communication and you need it strong and you need it clear. Mm-hmm. And communication um, was definitely hard. Um, mm-hmm. Year one, especially with the fact of, you know, coming from, you know, the whole independency and just doing things your way and used to one way. And wanting things your way, mm-hmm. but um, communication. Um, I haven't speaking for myself. I men we tend to like you know bottle up things and just take things and not really just be an open speaker about how we feel and our feelings and like mm. what we think about things. And we kind of like we have like these little blow up moments where we pretty much turn into like a time bomb almost. And uh, um, it's very anti, um, uh, what's, what's the word? Prospering. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because you, we, we, we definitely have to, have to find that. I mean, and it takes time too. Don't get me wrong. It definitely takes time too because I'm really just now getting into my good sweet spot four years down the road. Um, but uh, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, in full transparency, year one, um, I did not have expectations of it being a rose, like a a bed of roses. 
Um, I had walked with some people that were married in my younger life and I just knew that marriage was challenging. So I did not expect it to be without difficulties. I'll say that. Um, But there's nothing quite as real as when you're united with someone and all of your mess comes out and you can't hide your mess from your spouse. You can hide your mess from just about anybody else. Like you can hide your mess from your um, community group, your friends, your parents, your siblings, but it's, it's just impossible to hide your mess from your spouse. Right. And, um, and year one, um, for me definitely was learning how to grow through my mess, learning how to communicate to my spouse, learning how to see his mess and not try to be the Holy Spirit for him. Um, It's just a learning curve. So I grew up more direct and more um, just wisdom heavy and knowledge heavy and not necessarily encouragement heavy. So for me, when I saw a problem, I'm like a straight shooter, like, hey, this is it. This is what I think. This is what I see you doing. This is what you need to be doing. And I had to step back and learn my husband and learn how he receives information and how I needed to communicate with him. Um, one of the things he used to say to me all the time was, you just, you got to learn how to talk to me. And that was frustrating that he would say it, but it was definitely true that I had to learn how to speak to him and how to speak to him the way that he received it. Because the way I grew up being spoken to was not the way he grew up being spoken to. And I could not um, enforce my way of communicating upon him Um It's nothing you can enforce, but I had to learn how to communicate in a way that spoke to him. And so year one, that was definitely something I had to grow in. Um, It was definitely something that I had to grow in. Uh, And I'm still growing in. Obviously, it's a lot easier now. Um, But at the beginning, we we had a short engagement and a short, relatively short um, relationship. We knew each other for years, but we were married within a year of our relationship starting. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the things we flushed out in marriage that maybe some people might flush out in their engagement or dating relationship. But yeah, that was communication was learning for me learning to be quiet. And I definitely didn't learn that year one. It's still something I'm learning. Like sometimes just be quiet. <laughs> um, a word to the ladies. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm the only lady that needs to hear that, but. Um. Yeah, yeah. I understand all that. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, communication and just, yeah, it's just. It's not just, well, she was talking about how I needed to be talked to, but it's how she needs to be talked to, too, as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. You just have to learn. And, you, and this is part of, like, your early homework before you get married <laughs> and get in the house. I mean, we did a lot of homework. Yeah, But, I mean, you can always do more and uncover more. Right. I'm not just talking about us. Mm-hmm. But um, just learning that person's history and how they grew up mm-hmm. and how they responded to certain things and certain uh, ways in their in their family relationships and past relationships and all that, just um really getting a good understanding and grasp on that, and that um with that that leads to our next part of our uh, of of year one struggles is baggage. 
Now, yeah. when, when can I, I say one more thing uh-huh. about the? Um, I said be quiet, and I know that someone's gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, that's so harsh." You mean just be quiet? I just meant that in the sense of arguments or lots of times as women we see what is being done and what's wrong in what's being done and my initial response in year one was to immediately address it with him and say something to him and like constantly just say something but when I'm when I mean like be quiet like retreat a little bit and pray and check your motives and think and don't just let the mouth just go off. That's what I mean. Of course, like discussions are great. Communication is important. I don't mean women or wives don't communicate, but also be very conscious that our words are very powerful and that um, we can build someone up and we can tear someone down with our words, especially women and our husbands. Yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're going to do a podcast on this later on Mm -hmm. in the season, but women are influencers and men are authorities. Mm Mm-hmm. Women are influencers influencers and men are authorities and they both <laughs> with those innate titles and powers they're very strong and women are very strong with their influence over their man mm-hmm. and your words can be yeah. very very influential yes. but um, going to baggage. Yes. Um, baggage is not just what you carry over from, you know, past relationships and past hurts like mm-hmm. like that. But um, baggage is also, you know, your how you how you grew up in your family. Mm-hmm. Um, were you an an a foster kid for your first ten years of your life, and did that give you some abandonment issues uh, mm. or? Did you struggle with, I don't know, drinking too much when you were mm-hmm. up until when you were 21, but you got married at 23. So there's still some, you know, some issues there. You know, it's, it's, it's not it's not just it's not just past relationships or like being hurt or cheated on or whatever or getting beat on or something like that. that those are also baggages, but people you bring in more baggage into your relationship than you think and um what did we bring into our relationship we brought <laughs> in one. man or what did you bring in man i only brought in the backpack this girl right here uh, brought right. in no, i'm no, just no, kidding no. i'm just kidding i'm just kidding like jason unless you go sorry <laughs> um what i brought in what did i bring in tell me what i brought in mm. i'm giving you permission um insecurity insecurity i think we both did i i think we both did yeah and sometimes you sometimes you will have the same baggage but different right. levels or different um roots to them mm-hmm. um i brought in pride brought in pride that was some baggage yeah. but you know what lots of times pride is rooted in insecurities too so um you got to go back though yeah, gotta, but we were not at a place to go back. Yeah, yeah, but, year but, one. but I mean, we'll talk about this more later on in the seasons too. Yeah, you just gotta go back. You gotta, you gotta. When you recognize all those baggages and mm-hmm. everything, you literally have to, like, okay, so say like each baggage is its own, uh, luggage, its own suitcase. 
you literally have to open it up and unpack it Mm -hmm. literally just like look at it like okay I was you know insecure about so and so because this happened Mm -hmm. why did that make me insecure Mm -hmm. why haven't I dealt with that Mm -hmm. you know unravel it you have to unravel it and you have to um you have to you got to do those things because it just it just weighs you down that's mm-hmm. what baggage is it just it, like you know think of your relationship as a private jet private jets can only hold so much weight mm-hmm. before they can't fly correctly or right. they, or they crash and burn so um just think of it think of it in that in that, in that light and uh yeah, yeah. I, personally our year one had a lot of struggles but I got out of year one thinking, oh, this wasn't as bad as everybody told me it would be. It's how I kind of left it. But mm-hmm. looking back now, we're at a, such a good place now that I'm like, okay, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I was first coming out of year one, going into year two, I was like, oh, that was nothing. Um, I don't think I even realized how sweet and how wonderful our marriage was going to be just a few years down the road. But um, that baggage that I brought in, I was not unpacking it. I wasn't, I didn't even have the knowledge to necessarily unpack it because I thought I had unpacked things already. Mm. Um, Just kind of like that false idea of, I'm good. It's him that's got the problem. Right. Um, So we, I had some, but I didn't, I wasn't, you know, digging down into that. I really wasn't. Um, But the next thing, which is kind of connected to baggage, is expectations. Mm hmm. Yeah, expectations. Expectations. Um, um, what is that? What is that saying? If oh, mm-hmm. oh, when um, expectations hit reality, you have a disaster. I think that's what it's called. I think that's when expectations and reality meet. Yeah. You have disappointment. Disappointment. I, I said disaster. <laughs> Same thing, <laughs> depending on the level. Um, but yeah, when expectations meet um, reality, you have disappointments because. They pretty much dang they're never pan out or never pan out to what you in the exact light that you would think they are. Um at that moment. At that moment. I yeah. think we starting out a marriage can kind of visualize a year seven man to be your husband, but no, you got the year one man. Ooh, you know You he, might have the uh <laughs> six month man. <laughs> so half of the year. I one. mean expecting I mean, that's kind of the challenging thing. You know, as I was a teacher in my my old life or <laughs> I was a teacher for a long time. So one of the big things in the classroom is, you know, set high expectations and you push your children in your classroom to meet those expectations. You don't set low expectations. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to a marriage, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with high expectations, mm-hmm. but you've got to have grace and you've got to um face reality so Mm -hmm. i had the expectation talk and i Mm -hmm. was aware of expectations and what you think them what you think they're going to do or be can really disappoint you when they're not that and i thought that i was emotionally prepared like Mm -hmm. i really thought that i was good and i was like okay i don't have any expectations i thought i didn't have any expectations Mm -hmm. but it goes back to the baggage there were baggages on me that had expectations attached to them i don't know if that makes sense no um but things that i just i didn't consciously 
acknowledge, but they were just a part of who I was because I had seen it my whole life. My parents were married. So some of the things that my dad did that was just a no brainer mm-hmm. that surprised me when my husband didn't do it. And right. that's expectations when you expect them to do something in your mind mm-hmm. um, that might or might not happen. And so I faced disappointment. Yes. I definitely did. <laughs> Even though I thought that I was prepared for it. Right. Yeah, that expectation. Yeah, man. And 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 those ex- expectations, when they do hit reality and disappoint you, you, um, I think you, you, sometimes you get in this low point of like, man, what am I doing? Or, or you know, Tyler Perry, why did I get married? And why did, did I get married too? <laughs> I think it's really healthy. Uh, we'll be right back after this uh, break. <laughs> Segment three. Segment three. <laughs> but, um, no, it's I. I think it's I think it's well, to your point. I think it's good to examine why you did get married uh, mm-hmm. at certain, you know, points of your marriage. It's like, man, because sometimes you do get frustrated. You know, full honesty here, you do get frustrated. Like, man, what am I doing? Like, man, I could be yes. chilling and on the game <laughs> all the time at my mom's house in my room without getting bothered about cleaning these dishes and. You know, et cetera, et cetera. So, but... Um, and I think the enemy... Ooh. The enemy can come in, too, and start talk about sewing, him later. sewing um, lies. Um, for me, something that he was saying was like, oh, was he the right one? Was he the right one? Mm-hmm. Um, now it's like, oh, my gosh, yes. But... Um, when hurt and pain and issues can arise, those little voices start going off in your head. You just need to cast them down. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you've made a covenant and the covenant stands and the covenant is what you fight for. Amen. And those Amen. Those thoughts, ideas that come against your marriage, you just got to put them in their place. Right. Um, somewhere where we are now. But we've always fought for our marriage. My husband has definitely led in that when it comes to no we're not even gonna say this we're not even gonna you know like he has this um integrity that just certain conversations we're not gonna have that conversation you're that no that word's not coming up we don't mention divorce we don't do this we don't do this um and so he really led a lot when it came to the covenant and we're staying this is setting, what it is setting the tone kind yeah. of yeah yeah or like drawing the line like you know no yeah. like this this is where the line is drawn that's a part of that authority i was telling <laughs> y'all about but we'll get more and deeper into that it's, it's good stuff it's really good stuff okay mm. y'all get to know us a little bit all right that's our year one struggles uh pretty much in a luggage bag <laughs> and a carry-on and a carry-on <laughs> and a carry-on for y'all alright we'll be right back major shout out yeah. to the homie Bart Jones Bartholomew Jones for the groovy jams yeah we gonna do it on ice it's a bad bro coffee black And this is our segment three. No top, we got our wisdom word 
to the men's. Alright, wisdom word. Men, listen up. Word to the men. This is a quote. Overcome your fear of failure so it doesn't stop you from achieving greatness. Overcome your fear your fear of failure so it doesn't stop you from achieving greatness. Mm-hmm. Matthew Turner. That's good. Yeah, that is I mean, it says it pretty much itself, but like honestly, we're our biggest I mean, you may have haters. You may have people who don't believe in your family, whatever. But we are yourself is the biggest person that holds you back, honestly. Mm-hmm. Unless you're physically being bound or some like mental way being bound, which is just not really happening. Um, just fear to pull those triggers, fear to to go out and try that try that um, start that business um, fear and you know trying this creative thing fear and I don't know apologizing to this person that you lost this in a relationship with you know fear keeps us from su- succeeding in, in a lot of areas in our lives and we we really really must um, take that head on because it is just it is fear fear is what mainly keep us keeps us all from flourishing because we get into such a comfort zone of just um just being cool with what we got even though everybody wants more everybody wants the, the million dollars or everybody wants their own uh, successful business everybody wants their own podcast everybody wants their own etc but if you don't step out and do it, yeah. I, I've learned that I've literally uh, is some of the stuff that, you know, Gary Vee or like whatever the other inspirational guy says, um, any of these inspirational guys, all of them saying the same thing. Honestly, they're all just articulating it in a different way. And they all because they all talk differently, you know, but they're literally all saying the, the most aha light on brainless um no-brainer things and it's just you need to start you just need to go you just need to do it and stop worrying about what people think stop being scared of what you're going to fail at um failure is actually really key for your success because you can go back and look at it and learn from it Mm. and and apply what you failed at and how you learn from it. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fail to grow. Hmm. None of these billionaires, none of these people you admire, like ask them, email them how many times they failed before they got to where they were. And I guarantee you, they'll let you know. Um, so, but I mean, cause everybody who, who makes it and everybody that you idolize says the same thing, man. I promise you, they say the exact same thing. They just started. They just kept going. Just do it. We just got to be, stop being lazy and stop being scared and just do it. Nike. That was not a Nike ad. I, but, know, um, I know this is a word to the men, but to the women, let him fail if he needs to, which to a woman's heart can be terrifying. I was talking to my mom a couple of days ago when we were talking about marriage and she was just saying, you know, lots of times um, women try to keep their men from doing certain things because we can we can see the end lots of times when they can't, especially at the beginning of a marriage when they might not 
listen to your counsel right at the beginning because mm-hmm. it's like no I'm gonna do my thing but just let them and and pray and trust and he'll be okay it'll be okay there's I think there's something in a man that just wants to do and wants to conquer and wants to mm-hmm. try so yeah something I had to try to learn at the beginning <laughs> yeah that's good yeah yeah Segment segment three. Where we are now. Where are we now? Where are we? I, we, we are mm-hmm. almost five years in the game. Almost five years in the game. We're veterans. We can tell everybody uh, what to do. I don't know if we can have our own marriage conference. We mm. um y'all need to sit under us because we know everything. And we young black and married. I think we still technically count as newlyweds though. <laughs> <laughs> um I kind of alluded to it earlier when we were talking about the year one. I did not know that this sweet place would be here um, because I'm kind of like half a glass half full type person that now that we are where we are and we are really gelling and really united and really walking in oneness. It's like, wow, you know, it's like take off. <laughs> take off. It's, it's take for off. real. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. Take off. Yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. Um, we have, um, I mean, in these short four years, we've experienced a lot of mm. whole lot of downs and a whole lot of ups mm-hmm. um, that we will continue to share and, you know, um, be open and honest with you throughout this season, uh, throughout the year. And um, yeah, we're in a, we're, like you said, we're in a really good sweet spot. We're in mm-hmm. a good spot right now. Um, which is also more of the reason why I was more comfortable with returning back to the podcast because um, we had toyed with the idea some months ago but I, just, I don't know I wasn't ready to pull the trigger just yet but this is a great time um, and we will be we are, we are here to stay um, not that we are without difficulty yes this last year was probably the most difficult year that we've been through together in a sense of our circumstances but in the midst of that difficulty we were united and Mm -hmm. we weren't divided and so it was still sweet even though it was really difficult it was like bittersweet yeah yes very and we're definitely going to talk about that in our upcoming episodes yeah absolutely um yeah, and we've just been we've just been building together. We've just been loving loving each other. Um, we've are <laughs> kind of like going back to our, our early struggles where we talked about in uh, segment two, year one. Our communication is just night and day different. I think mm-hmm. it's just way better. Um, um, she's not chasing me with a knife anymore. <laughs> that helps a lot. Um, yeah, I just put you on blast. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. One thing that I have learned year four that I did not know year one, you know, the, the Bible talks about oneness and it talks about, you know, husbands treat your wife a certain way because what you do to her, you're doing to yourself. Mm. And I now see my husband First of all, I just respect him and love him so much. But I understand now that what I say to him, what I do to him, 
affects him so deeply and hurts him and it hurts us together you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i love him to the point to where even if it wasn't going to affect me i don't want to i don't want to hurt him like i don't want to go there i know all of his buttons and i don't i'm not trying to push him um, right because you know trying to walk obedient to what the lord says and also walking in respect for who he is and and for his person and um I, I, um, in our marriage, something that has definitely played a factor is that give and, and receiving, like the giving of the love that he has given me through our marriage really makes me want to give him what he needs. And, um, it just makes me not want to do some of the things that I was willing to do year one. I'm just not willing to to do now because I see our unity. I see our I see the assignment the Lord has given us. Um, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. Um, but it's it's a good place to be. So we're definitely building together building together at first we were building our marriage but now we're building outside of our marriage at first we were very focused on us and we put some roots down and now those roots are down we are now able to build on top of that yes. or we're, we're we're now producing fruit lay, in other lay, areas. The, lay down the foundations like yeah building the house right so um and back to your previous point mm-hmm if you're listening to this, I want you to raise your hand if you're competitive and say, I want you to say, I am competitive and I will crush anybody who will compete against me. Now, with that said, think about that same focus that you have when you're playing against somebody, whether it be a sport, a game or any kind of whatever competition. You do not need to do that with your spouse. No. In any shape, form, or fashion. No. Honestly, even when you're playing um, a, a card game against your Monopoly spouse. Monopoly deal. Because it just, <laughs> it honestly just leads, even though it can be little, but it could, I mean, everybody knows little things can lead to big things. Um, It's just, it's just, you just should do it. I don't think you should just even entertain it, you know? Right. Because... This is not your enemy. Mm-hmm. This is not that your 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 LeBron game seven game focus for the finals. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> y'all are doing that together. You know what I mean? Y'all are both focused mm-hmm. against whoever your competitor is. You know what I mean? Like never compete against this person. And with that said, like especially in arguments and in fighting. Because, like she said, she knows all my buttons. Mm-hmm. I know all her buttons. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, uh, you know, looking at year one, um, you don't want to... There's no point at pressing and egging on your your spouse because mm-hmm. ultimately you're hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. Because for one, that person is yourself. You love that person so much. Y'all have made that covenant. Y'all have made that commitment to each other. That your your spirits, your everything is intertwined, and ultimately, you have to do even more work 
you know, because you're already hurting from your your argument, but you're hurting even more if you're if you're competing and like just have this dog mindset to like hurt this person. It's like you got to make up more ground in your apology and your mm-hmm. in your sword, not your issue, because you want to be, you know. Don't be an eye for an eye in your marriage. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it at all, and we are nowhere near that. Like, I mean, we we have definitely been there, done that, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, we can tell you, we yeah, we've definitely been there, done that. Like, but it's it's just not worth it. You save so much time and so much pain and so much grief, and just yeah, it's just <laughs> not worth it. They're, they're not your 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 enemy. Mm. Even though how no no matter how mad you guys get at each other, don't hurt each other. Mm. Love each other. Just give each other the space if y'all if you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say it. Take that mm. time apart. It's not worth it. But we've grown so much. We yes. don't we don't do that no more. We don't and we, we don't do that. We got married younger. We I was twenty three and he was twenty four. I mean that's mm. young for some people. So I th- there were definitely areas of maturity that we were just walking in anyway. I know there's a lot of people that get married in their 30s, get married in their 40s, get married at different stages, and you might have grown to a level of maturity already. We were mature for our age, but in certain areas, we still were growing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there are some people I know that they're year one. They're not doing that. They're not, you know, going eye for an eye. But for us, we we did do that a bit. We definitely did. Um, Yeah. We had some things to fall off of us. We had to mm-hmm. grow through some things. But now we're um, loving each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely loving each other. Um, that's just looks like what? What does that look like? It looks like putting the other above yourself. It looks like instead of... Yeah. Instead of thinking about what they can do for you all the time, it looks like you... Thinking that, about their needs and what they need. That looks that looks like 100-100. Oftentimes you hear people saying 50-50. Hey, we're in this thing 50-50. No, change that mindset to 100-100. I'm giving 100% effort in this relationship. You're giving 100% effort in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Because we're not doing this 50-50 to meet each other. Mm-hmm. Because... Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're like, yes. if you if you come with the mindset like, hey, we need to meet each other here. Yes. Then you will always be kind of like jockeying for position kind of kind of deal. You have a tally sheet in your mind. Yeah. Just break that in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I had a tally sheet at some point. I don't know when it fell away, but I would keep track this ties of into things. serving each other. Yeah, and I would lo- keep track of things. Asia. I would definitely keep track of things. and growth. And all that does is harbor bitterness in your heart because. Nine times out of ten, you're going to find yourself doing more. It's like, well, I've been washing the dishes for the past three months. Or, well, I did so-and-so. Well, I did let you do this. You know? By no means does that mean don't communicate through issues, but it means... Don't don't try to meet them and then stop and then like okay well well I did my part yeah or I loved you or I spoke my good word or yeah I said my I said my part I said hello good morning mm-hmm. hey you didn't do your part well I mean well you know it's just, it's just you got you got to think about it over and beyond that like you really you have to you lay down your life for this person this is the person you committed to mm-hmm. this is your 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 soulmate. Mm. Your love. And, um, yeah. Yes. 
I love you. Mm, love you too, babe. <laughs> Powerful stuff. It's sometimes people say things and it's not until you're in the middle of it that you really understand that you get that revelation of like, oh, this is what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, even things you might hear in counseling or things that people say, but when you're in the middle of it, you really have to make a decision. Am I going to do the wise counsel? Am I going to, you know, in that moment where it's um, a heated discussion and you know that you guys have talked about a timeout where you go and calm down and then come back, are you going to do the wise thing that you've learned and already agreed upon? Or are you just going to give way to emotion um and real quick interjection people if you're married or you're in a really really serious you know relationship and engaged or whatever but more so for the married people who are not connected with other young black or other married people mature married people other mature married people Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, wherever you are in your marriage, you are not alone. Other people are going through this, if not the exact same thing, very, very similar. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. Keep fighting. Connect with, not fighting each other. Keep fighting (laughs) to, for the betterment of each other. Yeah, for your marriage. Reach out. We all need, um, community community and we all need um um, somebody pouring into us as well Mm -hmm. um so yeah sorry i just want to say that no that's good it's good uh yeah so much man i mean we could literally go on all day but where we are now is building together Mm -hmm. loving um serving the lord and growing yeah and having challenges definitely that's I mean, I don't think that will ever go away. Mm -hmm. Um, Challenges arise. Um, It's just a sweet place where we are now, though. Um, Sweet place. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not, it's not in any way to, if you are not in a sweet place in your marriage, that's not in any way to say that, um, oh my gosh, I'm, uh, my marriage is just terrible, blah, 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 blah. We are not the standard. No. I think I'm going to try to say this every single, um, episode mm-hmm. we are not the standard Mm-mm. we are not the standard and we are not the standard <laughs> yeah we're not yeah it's just the path that we're on and where the lord is bringing us at this particular time absolutely absolutely no no know your enemy and know your spouse is not your enemy i love it yeah and i love you fight don't give up press on push go push through prayer you got it fight for your marriage. Fight for your marriage. Yes. Do it. Awesome. Ariel, good job. Yes. Young Black and Married. Tell me what y'all think about my wife being on this microphone. Well, it don't matter what you think. But it I would love to know your, I would like to hear your feedback. <laughs> um, You can email us at ybm901 at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. I think they're both ybm901 if I'm not mistaken. Hey, this was, this was a great first reintroduction episode yes i'm excited i'm excited should we tell them what the next episode is going to be and what they should look forward to absolutely it's basically going to be about money yeah the number one breaker of marriages is money so we talking finances next time yeah we talking finances and we're gonna we're gonna talk about our finances too i know y'all want to know about our finances we're gonna put it out there for y'all to look at yeah we're gonna put out a little bit Uh um let y'all know that we do make 
700 and I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. All right, guys, that was it. Um, appreciate you listening. If you were um, listening this far, um, I really appreciate you. You could be listening to anything, any podcast in the world, but you listening to us, and I appreciate you. We love you. Young, black, and married. We out. Out. God bless. Peace. <laughs>